Previously on Champions of the Earth. There was a really, really, really big fight. Like, huge. Like, crazy big fight. I don't even know, like, like Nico was jumping all over things and he had his fire hammer and he was running up on things and he was cutting their heads off and other things were merging with other things and they were all coming out of the ground and then I got my raccoon and then Martha used an incredible amount of power and sealed the hole and we all jumped in my raccoon and we ran away before Mel decided to shoot Chestnut and that's what happened last time. pines that surround the town of Beach Bay. Inside the raccoon, Huxley feverishly works the controls as it shoots through the outskirts of town. Behind him, in the small and cramped interior of his mighty mecha, four other armored teams, the champions of the Earth. So, uh, anyone munchy? Anyone want to swing through a drive-thru? Uh, yeah, Hux, you have an actual destination in mind? Yeah! At a certain point, we're gonna run out of real estate here. Yeah, actually, uh, it seems like we should go talk to Icosagon, was what I was thinking. I was taking us back near Bumblebee Ridge. Because I got some questions, because I was not expecting uh, that gold spike to be full of zombies. You are, after all, the one who just told us we needed to find answers. Yeah. Do you think he's just gonna give them to you? That does not seem to be the uh, way things have gone so far. Well, that's because I went by myself, so I thought I would actually bring people who were maybe better at talking to him. Perhaps we can try. He and I didn't have much of a relationship. I just bled over everything last time. Do you think that granite's gonna hold? I believe it. Considering what's happened to us so far, I'm gonna go with 50-50 at best. Okay, cool. I think I kind of remember how to get to the clubhouse. Uh, The trick that has worked so far is I don't think about it too hard, and then I just sort of end up there, so. And sure enough, the raccoon bounds through the forest and comes to a stop at a familiar glen. Below, the small, underbuilt, ratty little fort, which you all hid in all those days ago when this adventure first began. So I was here earlier and I saw like no sign of any of the monster bodies or any of that stuff, but I just walked in and and then I wasn't in anymore. And what are we waiting for? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm Huxley pulls basically like, puts the thing down, <laughs> pops the hatch open. Like, all out is getting out. And the side of the raccoon opens up, giving you egress. Olive stands and um, sort of extends a hand up to Martha. Martha takes it, but she looks weird. Sure. Trust me, I feel it. Uh, and she sort of pulls you up and, and looks at the rest of you. You all coming? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm standing on the box. Okay. Hawks, are you going to have the raccoon 
squat down on its little raccoon haunches? Uh, yeah. So Huxley's pretty sure that the um, the raccoon can go kind of stealthy. Uh, so I kind of want to be like, okay, now, now blend in. Blend in, raccoon friend. Blend in. Uh, as you exit the raccoon and you say this, blend in, raccoon, be stealthy. It kind of, it actually turns to look at you before glitching, phasing, and vanishing. Huxley is super weirded out by that. And like That was super, super <laughs> creepy. I didn't know we could talk to them. Honestly, neither did I. And on that unsettling note, how about we go into a fort that leads us into a weird hell dimension, as far as we know. Charge! <laughs> Yeah, I walk in. And as you stride into the fort, that pink light once again starts to pulse, glow, and you vanish. As... I go next. You vanish as well. Huxley's right behind. He's done this before. Boom, you're gone. Are you okay? You feel... I don't know. You look You look different. You look... You look I don't know. Are you okay? No. And then she just walks in. And she's gone, leaving Olive all alone. At least we're together. Walks through. You all, after a blinding light, find yourself once again in Icosagon's crystal chamber. Every facet reflecting a different color, a beautiful geode of mystic energy and power. Huxley knocks on one of the, the crystals, like sort of a harmonic knock-knock. Like. And as you do, uh, Icosagon lifts himself from his pluggish crystal throne thing that he wedges into and lifts up. Champions, you have returned. Huxley is surprised, I think, that Martha is being quiet. I think sort of sort of expected and turned around and notices that Martha's being different. I look to Martha. Do you have questions? Olive steps forward. <clears throat> Why are there zombies coming out of holes in our school? Huxley snaps his fingers, points that way at Olive. Perhaps it was the giant crystal inspire that was jabbed through the Huxley holds it. Ah. Like, Excuse me, except. Except there were also zombies in the graveyard, and there was no gold spire in the graveyard. So we have a zombie problem. You said, the last time I was here, you said, beware of the dead. Is this what you were talking about? What happened at the school? I am disturbed to hear this. How many of the dead rose? Like, like an unending amount of them. For someone who claims to have been watching over the Earth for hundreds or thousands of years or whatever, you don't seem to know very much about what just happened. I have eons of knowledge. With maintaining the minutia of every waking moment is not my prerogative. So what is your prerogative? What is the point of you? Maintaining the future and past of this world is my prerogative. Which again, I would point out, you're not doing your job if you don't understand what's happening right now. My job, Mel, is to nominate and empower champions to protect the world in the day-to-day, moment-to-moment dangers it faces. If I were able to do it myself, I would. 
and yet you don't tell us anything. Again, really bad at your job, Ike. Your job? Who gave it to you? Some jobs are given, some you take. This world was without a protector. It needed one. I saw the need and fulfilled it. Huxley understands something now and uh, says, hold on, I think maybe our relationship like has gotten off on a weird place because we sort of assumed because you were a giant floating crystal with a lot of power that you were different than us. But really, we're all on the same team, right? Like there's actually like, there's actually six of us who ended up with a bunch of power and responsibility that we don't quite understand or know what we're supposed to do with and we're all just sort of like, we're on this team together and you don't know everything either any more than we do and that's okay. Are we all just on the same team? Can we just cut the bullshit for a second? I am a being of non-omnipotent power! Maybe we should not antagonize it. We got a lot of power too. Maybe we should get some fucking answers. Okay, smaller question. Why were there zombies on our field? I need you to roll most likely an empathy. Uh, 19. Because unless our school was buried, or unless there was like an ancient burial ground under our school, it doesn't make sense why there are zombies on our school. Perhaps I have made a mistake. You are larvae of your species. Youth. Perhaps you do need more information. There are things I too cannot predict. Let me tell you of the world I know. Where do you think your power comes from? Didn't you just say you gave them to us? <sighs> no, but... I am but a channel. Because we had to get the power. He didn't have any power. It's like the ley lines. The what? The ley lines of the earth. The energies that... Um, the reason why I cannot hurt Mel, and yet I can nearly kill Olive. We are tuned to elemental ley lines, either in the earth or perhaps in a, uh, eh. none of you read comics, right? H I do. Huxley watches supernatural television shows. I'm at a bookstore. In turn, I go, I, I sort of look at Martha kind of with like a, a new thing, and I'm like, like uh, the multiverse. So you tell me. Where does our power come from? Your power comes from within. There is a reason this world is worth protecting. And it is because of the ineffable energy that is in each and every one of you. And animal and plant, everything that has life is infused with this. When you die, your bodies pass on. That energy returns to ley lines. The flow of energy. It is unraveled, spread out, and recombined and rewoven once again. With birth comes life, comes power, comes energy. The dead. That is where your power comes from. 
the unraveling of souls. The zombies, as you call them, are the Earth's way of warning us that something is out of balance. It is time I showed you. And the crystals of the room suddenly go black. You're standing in a black space. No, you're standing above Beach Bay. No, you're standing far above Beach Bay. You're standing in the ionosphere. You're standing in space. Black stars in every direction. The moon hanging in the sky. You cannot see them with your traditional eyes, but see them with mine. See them through your energy. And it all shifts as if you're looking at it through your own visors. And you can see parked behind the moon, an armada, starships upon starships, huge. The kaiju that you fought, but one of dozens. And it's not even one of the biggest. What the fuck is that? Those are the UFOs that caused the zombies. Those are the UFOs that caused the zombies. Where did they come from? Why are they here now? I do not know. Did making us make them come here? <laughs> no. You were my reaction to them. I was content to let the Earth handle its own problems. Since my last champions proved so competent, I thought humanity could handle itself. But it took less than a century to prove me wrong. So you're telling me that, like, these dead deer and the dead deer that are merged with, like, the dead people and all this stuff are just, like, the Earth's white blood cells? I would be remiss to distill it into such a, a plebeian concept. Hey, good, uh, good simile, bro. I have no idea what that means. But yes, they are the white blood cells. I am the doctor. And you are my medicine. Yo, yo, for real, I have no idea what any of you are talking about. I, I fucking hate biology. What's, what's happening? The desiccated their defense mechanism. It's the planet telling us that something is wrong. They're not malicious, they're not evil, they're just... Um... A symptom. And the UFOs are the virus. Well, when they're attacking us, I it's don't know works. that I'd really call them benign. <laughs> We should know they are not the, th the threat we should focus on. If we spend all of this time fighting these desiccated, uh, only more ships will arrive. But if we don't, won't people die? The lives of one, two, one hundred, one thousand are less than the fate of this species. That is what we are defending. Huxley's looking at Martha a little bit. Because he's out of ideas, like we, he understands it a little bit better, but is now we're like, okay, now what do we do about it? Like, so we train, we show them that we are not defenseless. How many of them are there? What are they called? What do they want? These are questions I do not have an answer to. Does anybody have the answers? 
Silence in the chamber. Yeah, silence in the chamber. What you just showed us, all the ships, is that, is that right now? Right now, waiting in silence. It is my understanding no government of your world currently knows. No one can see them. Then why, why did you only make five of us? If, if, if every human has the capacity to do this, why didn't you make everyone on this planet able to defend themselves? Why did you pick teenagers? The pretty much the poster children for people no one believes. You are the ones who arrived here. I had no other choice. So can we just go get more people and bring them here and you make them powerful? No. You are the chosen warriors of this world. Sounds like when you were an fall, accident. I do not believe in accidents. I believe in destiny. It has brought me here. It has guided every aspect of my life. Makes sense to me. If you fall, I will be more than happy to seek more adequate replacements. I step up the minute he says that. I throw the helmet on. Uh, grow the horns, grow the warhammer, and uh, like, you know, the Hail Satan is completely fucking uh, Subvocal. I walk up, I throw my fucking finger up at him, uh, all defiant like, Don't you dare talk to them like that! These people have risked their lives for you, for this town, for this precious species you think so much of. People are garbage. People are unreliable. People are scared. People are awful. These five have stepped up and done something no person should have to do. I have done things that no person should have to do. For you, for a mission we did not even understand. Do not talk lightly about killing them. Roll an intimidation. Oh shit. Fuck yeah. Ooh. 23. He turns black. Red! Pink. White. Apologies. I have seen too many in your position die. Some, it is with my pleasure, of old age. The suit you wear is not a death sentence, but you are right. The things that are asked of you are dangerous. My mistake, perhaps, to ask them of you. But if not you, who else? You know, weirdly, it kind of makes sense to me that, maybe not like specifically us, but that it would be kind of us. Um, Nico's right, sometimes people are garbage. Sometimes, like, the people that you put your faith in are the worst possible people. Like, I know who... I know who came to see me in the hospital and who didn't. That's not the people I thought. Maybe... Maybe kids are better for something like this. Because adults are just gonna mess it up. Or get greedy. I'm done hiding. I will answer your questions. I will aid you in every way that I can. 
You are correct, young Huxley. The youth of your species is dynamic, intelligent, charismatic, and foolhardy in all the best ways. I see in you all a great spark of potential. And without you, this world will end. And the clock is ticking. You know, I've heard that a lot. You have such potential. If only you'd pay more attention, try harder, be better. Fuck this. And I leave. And with that, Mel's gone in a flash of light. I, uh, I follow her. I, I, before I do, I, um, I, I sort of turn back and be like, if I can come back, I'll come back. And I follow Mel. Above the fold, in the glen, Nico appears. Moments behind Mel. Mel, stop! Mel! Why are you following me? Why are you leaving? Because I want to. I'm sick of this shit. This is ridiculous. I didn't ask to be a part of this. I didn't ask for all of this responsibility and these four brand new friends that came out of nowhere. I just wanted to fucking live my life by myself the way that I wanted it. And now I'm stuck in some sort of global disaster waiting to happen. No thanks. Like, not everybody is you who wants to gung-ho jump in and be a fucking hero. Not everybody wants that. Some people just want to be left alone. And I, I step up, uh, uh, like just one step closer and I, I uh, let the whole suit come off. She puts her helmet on in response. I know it's easier for me than it is for you. You don't know anything about me, Nico. Not yet. You gotta stop saying that at some point. At some point, we fought enough monsters and fought each other and been through some shit and had some conversations. And at some point, I know a little, like maybe like 1%. Uh, maybe enough that I can at least say you're walking away from this without understanding that you can't. There's nowhere to go. That's a armada of aliens. I know, that, I know it sounds absurd. I know it's insane. I know. But there it is. We just saw it with our eyes. Do you know how, how, how you do that? You walk away and you go, it's not my problem. Except it is. They're going to blow up your house. They're going no to blow big up. big loss. They're going to blow up your family. They're going to blow up your friends. Even if you don't think you're, are, we're your friends. If we don't have you there, good chance we don't make it. We literally can't take the power until you die. And Mel, none of us are going to kill you. The aliens. Are you sure about that? I think you got to keep an eye on Martha. I just sort of smile. She'll have to go through me first. I don't need you to defend me, Nico. No, no, no. I mean, I think she's going to go for me first. I think she'll probably just, like, take the opportunity. I guarantee you right now she's trying to figure out how to replace us. Fucking, I, I never thought I'd say this, but more power to her. But you know, the coolest way to, uh, like, stick it to her would be to stick around and kick a lot more ass than her. 
psychology tricks, Nico. I know them all. We can't tell our friends about this. We can't tell our parents about this. We have this responsibility now that is not going to stop. I mean, here's what you, it, it doesn't seem to occur to you or to any of them that we might be bad at this. Of course we're bad at this. I did gymnastics for 10 years. That's not going to help me kill monsters from outer space, you know? Like, Olive was homeschooled her entire life. She barely knows how to fucking act in a social setting with more than one other human. Like, and you want people like that to defend the fucking universe? Sounds like we should probably train, yeah? Sounds yeah, like we should probably- that didn't go too well last time, did it? It went okay. Seem to have conveniently forgotten something. I'm not forgetting. I'm saying that wasn't about the practice. That was about the lack of practice. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I have the opportunity to protect all of my friends, and the only thing I do is I give up control. So I do it. Yes, I protect my friends. I protect you, Mel, because because I like you, okay? And I gotta protect the people I like. And then it goes bad, and now I know. And the next time it happens, and all of these in the crosshairs, I don't have to smash her. Because instead, I can redirect. I can figure it out, because I've trained. Because we trained. So yes, that was bad, I agree. Not very happy about the event. But what it did, it taught us how to be better at this. And if we train to be better than this, if we're the best band in all of Beach Bay, and we'll win the, well, the battle of the bands. We'll, we'll save the day, we'll do the thing, and then you can put down the fucking suit and you can go and you can do whatever you want. And aliens won't try to come and kill you. But if we don't protect the Earth, there's nothing to go back to. Seems like a, based on what Ike was saying, seems like a lifetime gig, Nico. You do it until you can't do it anymore. I'm, I'm just, gonna be a liability for all of you so it's better if I just like don't stay please you're not a liability you saved people tonight and not to fuck up and guess what I think you're the only one of us who's done gymnastics for 10 years maybe, maybe you can teach us a thing or two you tell any of them that I did gymnastics, oh my God. I will Get hurt in. you, and I can't. I'm, 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 yes, <laughs> hands up. <laughs> I'll go back in there, that's all I can promise you right now. That's enough. She just, uh, Mel just stops and kind of takes a deep breath, and she doesn't look at him, but she holds her hand out. Mm. Her hand holdies? I take her hand, and we go back in. <laughs> and you both disappear in a burst of light. Hi, everyone. Hi, hi, hi. Hello. Ah, the, middle, the middle, the middle, the middle. The middle, the um, middle. Hello, friends and acquaintances and former ingenues out there in Radiolab. Um, Radiolab? We Man, are not that would paid be, for We by, would be a oh. much more popular... We would swear less. We would. We would we would talk more we like would, this. It'd be very gentle. Yeah. 
But but we're not on Radio Lab. We're not on Radio Lab. We are uh we are for the moment a free and in wait, no, we'll always be free. Man, this is gonna be a real We really should have rehearsed this rehearsal, shouldn't we? Have? Um We have something exciting to announce. And we said that last time. It is. We have a different thing to announce that's very exciting, and we want to announce it here for you. It's Marcy Campos's birthday! Hey! Hooray! Hooray! We love Marcy! Happy birthday, Happy Marcy! Happy birthday, Marcy! Technically, yesterday was her birthday. Nope, it is today. Oh. oh, no, wait. What is today? It's Marcy's birthday, everybody. Hell yeah, it is! She's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Fond of her. Martha's a handful. But Marcy's rad. High five! High five! Good birthday wish. Donezo! Okay. So this is the kind of great birthday greeting content that you could commission from us. That's true! You could commission your own birthday content greeting! Uh, most people are like, oh, it's so cool you guys are making like a tabletop role-playing game and doing this lush audio experience, but what they don't realize is actually, this is all just a backdoor pilot for Jesse and I's free vamping birthday greeting recording studio! Series A funding uh, is... Just around the corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. The conjoined triangles of success will lead us to glory. I am positive that the niche market of, uh, of, 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 of broad birthday greetings will be really where we'll make our billions. Nobody is disrupting birthday greetings. Hell yeah. We're going to disrupt those birthday greetings. You know what? Every day from the right perspective is your birthday. We are the bird scooters of birthdays yeah you never know when your birthday's coming it's just gonna yeah, you gotta check the app we're just gonna leave it lying around and then there's then, your birthday yep and then we're gonna look i just got a tweet it's my birthday man those bird scooters do you guys have bird scooters where you are because man they're everywhere at where, at where we live and they are just hot trash every time they get left by the street i'm just like well, there's something I can throw away. As always, uh, we love you. Uh, oh, Jesse doesn't love you. No, no, I do love you guys. I love you a lot. Uh, here is an actual action item for everyone. Oh, shit. I would love, um, because we are about to announce something very exciting, um, if you have not left a review oh, um, yeah. or rated the podcast, um, especially on iTunes, on Google, even just going to the Facebook page and giving that a like, this would be a really good time to do that. Like, you know, finish the episode, have yourselves a great day. But if you could make time to just sort of like coordinate it across all of you reserve champions, this would be a real good week uh, to put those reviews up. And uh, to like episodes beyond just the first episode, though we're really glad that you love the first episode, clicking through and giving some love to the other episodes is also pretty valuable. So... Thank you very much. Love you guys very much. Uh, the fan art that I've seen recently made me really happy. Hell yeah. And uh, even just seeing those messages, um, especially late at night doing the mix, uh, that you guys are enjoying it, that you're sharing it with your friends means a lot. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I wanted to say that. And have yourself some adventure. Fuck this. And I leave. Yeah, if I can come back, I'll come back. And I follow. When they leave, Martha speaks up. Are we sure we can't replace champions? Upon death, new champions can be chosen. It has and can happen. 
But I believe in these ones. Only Mel believe in herself. Sometimes those who doubt themselves are those whose belief becomes the strongest. Do not look down upon those who question their paths and question the ones who are too confident in theirs. You're pretty confident in yours. <laughs> I have made many mistakes. If you would like to see the number of champions who have not survived, I can guarantee you they unfortunately far outrival those who do. Just told him not to fucking say shit like that. But you left. I and know. the exception agency? <laughs> the exception agency. Seems to use the same terms you do in talking about things like the desiccated. It's an odd word for a human organization to know, considering there's very, almost no record of powerful icosahedrons or champions in the past from what I can tell. You claim to have protected this earth, but there's very little trace that I can find that I've researched. And yet I find one person who uses the same language you do. Yeah, that, oh man. I can assure you, I am not one to leave loose ends. If someone is utilizing the terminology I have used with you, I suggest you look into it. Okay, so you said that you would show us some of the champions who died, but you also pointed out that some of them lived to a ripe old age. Uh, did any of the last ones live to a ripe old age? You wish for a tale of a happy ending. Hope, and upon the screen, mature older woman. The grandmother hair grayed, fierce cutting eyes. Alice Abbott was one of my champions. She fought, she destroyed. She was vicious, savage, clever, and kind. She passed away in a lovely New England cottage some 40 odd years ago. On another panel, a super cut, shirtless, silver haired Adonis wearing a rope. This was Agamemnon, lived for 400 years. Agamemnon from the Trojan, Trojan War? There are many things you do not know about this world and the next. But Clytemester murdered him. <laughs> History is far from the truth. And your champions, when people find out who they were, when they're not wearing the suit, what happens then? Some have been worshipped as heroes. Some have been hailed king. Some have been burned. Well, if they don't haul us away in a black van, they'll sure as come heck up for everyone we know. Olive has been pacing and her suit is slowly melting back into her real clothes and she's chewing on her hair. And she has the notepad that we've been writing in together for the the quests that we've been doing with all the stuff. She's just sitting there with the notepad in her hand. Are there other champions, like, like other places, like, 
we can protect Beach Bay, but I mean, if something bad happens in Egypt or, or London or, or something like that, I mean, we have school, we can't go there, so are there other champions in other places? And if there's thousands of those things and they attack us, we can't do all of that. Can't is a word you should remove from your lexicon. I have had champions patrolling this entire globe. There is a reason that your mechas, some can fly, some can move faster than you can imagine. Mine's an elephant. <laughs> King of the land mammals. Savage and mighty, much like your heart. Beach Bay seems to be a target. I do not know if they are coming because of me, because of you, or because of some unknown factor. But the danger will come from across the globe. And when it does, you will be all that stands between this world and its destruction. You know, when you meant, when you said world, you kept saying world, I just sort of thought maybe that was like local. <sighs> okay, so what do we do? Do we just wait? And like, just like wait and react? That seems weird. Well, I've got Han's tooth. We can follow that lead. And then whatever is going on with Olive, we can chase that down as well. Yeah. I mean, that, but that doesn't matter anymore. And Mel already, she said she, I don't know, she talked to him, so. Mel just probably tried threatened to punch him without figuring anything out. That tends to work to get people to not get near you. Why was he following you? Why did he leave that note? It doesn't matter anymore because I said meet me after school and... We'll figure it out, Olive, okay? I'm not gonna let it drop. And in a beam, a double beam of light, Mel and Nico appear, holding hands. Barf. Rips the hair out of my eyes. I let go, like, pretty quickly once we get in and just kind of take a couple of steps away. So what did we miss? They were just telling us about the dead champions and we're the only champions and, you know, we gotta defend everything. Just the same old crap. <sighs> I'm not claiming that this is an easy task, but if it eases your mind, the Earth has been on the edge of annihilation almost 34 times. Almost. Well, like 33 and a half? Olive, why you look like someone shot your dog? You stormed out. It's a hard day. Forgive me for thinking that me walking away would have that much of an impact on you. Are you serious, Mel? We can't do this without you. Bet you wish you could, though. You came back. So what's next? You came back, but when you first put on that power suit, you said... I want to do this because I haven't done anything worthwhile yet. That's what you said when you first powered it on. Did I? You did. Mm. Doesn't sound like me. You are the most afraid person to try anything. I would stop talking right now if I were you. Martha, I literally just got her back in here, please. No, I need to know if you're here to try. Yeah, she's here to try. I don't need it from you, Nico. I need it from Mel. We all need it from Mel. Mel, are you here to try? I don't know you shit, Martha. I'm not asking for me. 
All you're doing is pissing me off, demanding things of me. I'm here. If that doesn't tell you what you need to know, I don't know what else. I, I need to hear. I mean, we need to hear it, Mel. Do we? I'm here to try. I am always trying. I will never stop trying. And yes, I know that makes me a loser and a nerd and the most unpopular girl in school. And it makes me hated. But every day I wake up and I try. I've never heard a single person describe you using any of those words for the record. You constantly call me a loser and a nerd. And you bully me. You threaten me. Then you cheat off me. You expect me to do all the work. Okay. I walk over to I walk over to Martha. Um, hey, 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 hey. I reach for Martha. Nico, people are gonna die if they know who we are. They're gonna take my mom away in a black van. No. saying you saying we're going to seek it and I agree let's be careful but we're all going to lose things you saw that there are five of us there is an armada of spaceships and the government will not help in fact they will put us in van right I, I believe we can punch our way out of the van but I understand you don't want anybody hurt fine we'll play it your way when the spaceships show up? No, we'll fight. We'll fight. We can't worry who sees us when we do it. We need to do it. You can take a couple seconds to find cover, Nico. And Nico kind of sheepishly, like, realizes he's... Yeah, that's completely true. Don't and murder like, Jimmy Olsen. Because Clark Kent can't keep it in his pants. <laughs> that's a... Uh, that metaphor works so hard on Nico that he like he literally starts to laugh. <laughs> Mel's just stress smoking cigarette, just glaring. That's her first one going to the second. Just glaring at her. I, I turn around and I look at Mel. Mel has saved all of us just as much as any of us have. Mel has fought alongside us. She's having a harder time with this. Let her take that time. 
we have that time? Who knows? But there are four of us to hold her up until she's ready to handle this. We don't leave someone behind just because they are not... She literally left Huxley dying on the ground. That wasn't her fault. Wait, what? That wasn't... You were dying. You were all there. I wasn't leaving him alone. I also visited him in the hospital. Did you? Yeah, not that it's any of your business. Mel's had my back the last couple days. I'll never blindly follow you, Martha. That's I'm just not... never... Hey, you can give me a chance to say a couple of sentences before you chime back in, okay? You're talking to us about us reacting physically. You react emotionally pretty much immediately. And it stomps all over everyone else. And that's not fair either. So, if you're talking to us about asking us to think and to take some time before we go charging into things or before we run away from them, then you need to think before you start getting so overly emotional and screaming at all of us that all anyone wants to do is the exact opposite of what you're saying. Okay. Everybody needs to stop speaking for everybody else and litigating their shit. We don't know each other. Not really. Except I'll say this, like, I feel like I know you guys better than I've known a lot of other people a lot of other places. Me too. So, like, let me just say, like, a lot of us have been the new kid enough. Like, we're all the new kids with each other. And the big crystal behind us is kind of the new kid too. Even though it won't admit it. Akazagon kind of flashes. Your human weakness, the pain and tears and wrath and empathy. This is your power. The nuances of your perspective. That is why you can do what I cannot. The Armada is currently stationary. When it does move, I shall alert you, and I will expect a rapid response, which I am sure you will be ready for. But for now, the night is quiet. Go pretend to be normal. I do not know what normal means. There's a shocker. I don't think anybody here knows what normal means. Whatever, let's fucking get out of here and go back to our normal lives again, whatever that means. I'm just sick of being here. And all five of you, glitter, beam, and you're out. Glitter beam? Yeah, glitter. Glitter beam, back yeah. to the glen. Martha looks at her phone. It is 6.47. No, is there, are, there, <laughs> are there any messages from my mom or anybody else? Because we've been missing school was attacked. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's see, from Martha, there is there's a missed call. Uh, Olive, no message. No message. Olive, you have 17 missed calls. Yes. Are they from Mark's phone or my mother's phone? Your mother's like phone. Like the house phone. Yeah, the house phone. Okay. Yeah, the house phone number, bam, 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 bam. We never talked yeah. about it one way or the other, but I absolutely have a phone. Yeah, you absolutely have a phone. Uh, you have a bunch of texts from your sister. But no calls. <laughs> I look at my phone, what do they say? Oh my God, oh my God, how are you seeing this? Oh my God, what's going on? Mel, where are you? Mel, where are you? Holy shit, holy shit. Budge! Meet me at home, meet me at home. Hope you're okay, hope you're okay. XOXO, Ames. It's me, Ames. 
So what are we doing? I have to make a phone call. Um, can I check my phone? Yeah. Your phone has a, it's a call. You missed a call from your dad. There's a message. Yeah, it's cool. Huxley doesn't check his phone. I don't play the message. So I guess I can drop anybody wherever they need. How far? The raccoon is gone. Raccoon's gone? It, yeah. Yeah, it went away. Remember you told it oh, to go away. I said stealth mode. I, but the, the street, it's not that far to the street. I think I'm, um, I think I'm just going to run home. Let my dad, um, you know, yell with me a little bit. Uh, but uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow, yeah? And, uh, and I look over at Mel. Uh, see you tomorrow. And uh, Boots and Nico. So, no, I'm going to like be like, all right, I'll see you all tomorrow. And leave, but then I'm going to pick up the phone. Sure, yeah, following Mel. Um, Bye, Mel. Bye, Olive. I hope you feel better tomorrow. Um, and, and as you race off, you kind of go over a hill behind the woods, and as soon as you're firmly out of visual yeah. range of everyone else, are uh, you wearing the suit still? Uh, no. Okay, so I will call her. Okay. Uh, Ames, what's going on? Oh, Mel, you're okay. Oh my God, I'm so happy. I, I, did you see what happened on campus? Were you, were you at school? Of course not. Oh, of course not. No, why, why would, I mean, but have you heard? I mean, like, did Heather tell you? No, I've been doing other oh, things. Oh my God, oh my God. The, the spire in back of campus, it shattered and out of it came all these like crazy monsters and they like, they almost ripped Mr. Tedley in half. It was amazing. Sure, Ames, okay. Monsters, they were in the... Well, where are you right now? Uh, home. Is mom there? No. It's out. All right, well, I'm gonna be out too. I'll be back later, okay? If, if mom comes home, just tell her that I was there with you and then I left to go find a dress for homecoming. Love you, Mel. Meanwhile, in the glade, the three of you I, remain. I, I will have come back from a small I'm okay, Mom. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, okay. Me. oh my God. I'm so, oh, so, oh, so afraid. I'm so, 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 so. Come home soon. Come home now. Right now. Please come home. I'm getting dropped off. Don't worry. Can you give us a lift in one of your 90 automobiles? Yeah. 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 And I'll totally drive you both home. No problem. You have 90 automobiles? That's really bad. No, it is. It's super bad. You are absolutely right. It's not 90, but it's the worst. So I guess we're walking. So I just, <laughs> I just want to do a dumb roll, but I want to go. I've had my eye. Mel's had her eye on this, uh, this dress for homecoming. Hasn't obviously had a chance to get it. No time for shopping yet. Yeah. Um, and I head to the gossamer gown, where I go up to the counter. It's a, you know, it is the 2000 X's. So it is a, it is a two-piece dress with the like skirt that goes like down to like just above your knee and then like there's like this much skin that shows and it's got that like baby uh, that doll. That is the, yeah. the midriff. The midriff, <laughs> midriff <laughs> thing. Yeah and it's black. My, the, my god. <laughs> the, the skirt has a little bit of like shimmer in it but the top is just like straight black. So I'm gonna try and see if I can like pay for the skirt and then like sneak boost. out with the boost the top. How are you stealing the top? Mel, you know, has fairly large 
bosoms. Mm-hmm. Bosoms. Mm-hmm. So she kind of like it's a. This is an expert maneuver. She like tucks it into her cleavage and like underneath and is already wearing like kind of a big shirt. So just kind of like puffs it out and just kind of stands up extra straight so that. You know, there's just lots of boobage. Okay, and then you just make a simple purchase. Go ahead and roll that subterfuge for me. Beguiling works a little different with this gentleman, but he can tell the. You, I mean, you. No, you're the epitome of style. No, he wants you to have this skirt. It will look great on you. Yes. Uh, so that is a twenty-four. He's a seventeen. Take that power. Ooh, a seventeen is. Oh yeah, I got both. I pity whatever poor boy has your eye tomorrow night. Oh, I don't think you need to pity him. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. Thanks. (laughs) Shit, you fucked. Does anyone else have any Thursday night activities? As I was running uh, home, I literally had like the realization like, oh no, I haven't. I was like, I I, I need to go get the, uh, the suit. So, so, so I sort of just like, I do like, oh, duh, 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 and I like skid to stop and head off towards downtown. <laughs> With money. You have human cash. You have two options in this town. Okay. Uh, you can go to a men's warehouse. Oh, shit. Or you can go to the local thrift shop. Oh, the thrift shop for what, the thousand. I'm going to need you to roll a luck roll. There's lots oh, of different yes. sizes, lots yeah. of different. Oh, God. What is it, a luck roll? Mm-hmm. Uh, 18. Nice. Okay, well, it is your- Fucking Armani. It is- <laughs> can, I, can I describe what I got? It is Dice your- Dice wants us to dress well. It is your lucky day. They happen to have the exact suit you are looking for. You're going through it, it's like, oh, it's like puce. Oh, it's orange. Oh, it's light blue. Oh, no, these are all fucking garbage. And do like, I find? What do you find? It's crimson. <laughs> fucking A. Of course it is. Tell me more. Uh, clearly designed in like the 1950s for some manner of stage act. It has um, uh, very uh, wide lapels, uh, which are actually wide enough that um, I can go. It's a thrift shop, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go over to the pin wall. I'm going to get a bunch of pins, uh, like from like punk jackets and things like that. Any just like you know little uh, little like single press pins. There is a uh, there is a matching tie. Uh, I find a pin that I actually have in real life, which is a deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the, in the antlers, there's like an upside down pentagram, and I put that as a tie clip. Oh, yeah. It's a knit tie. It yeah, looks yeah. real. Oh, fun. nice yeah. knit tie. I'm into it. Uh, and uh, yeah, matching uh, matching pants, no pleats, because pleats are bullshit. And uh, and then I have the, the belt, and uh, I wear sneakers with the shoes. I, I don't have enough money for shoes, so I'm just going to wear sneakers. Dope. Yeah. I'm literally like... There's part of this, once he's alone, it's almost like the stakes like disappear for Nico and he's just still a superhero, but now he actually knows who the baddies are. So there's something actually kind of like, all right, cool, I can do this. Like, there's aliens up there, I get to punch him eventually. I got the suit, I got my friends, Mel's still in. He's like, he's like, that was a fucking victory. He's on probably a really different page than most of the other characters. <laughs> he kind of thinks everything's fine. And as, we, and as he walks away, the audio producer adds in a super sick guitar riff. <laughs> Champions of the Earth is created and DM'd by Colin Kelly and produced in audio design by Jesse V. Hill. 
Featured in the cast were Amanda Powers as Mel, Marcy Campos as Martha, Jackson Lansing as Nico, Gina DeVivo as Olive, and Jesse B. Hill as Huxley. Our original theme music is by Stephen Gizzy. Thank you to all of our new reserve champions and for some of the amazing fan art and other communications that you have been sending us. We have a super big surprise for you coming up and we want to thank you all tell you how much we love you and remind you to rate and review the show in the coming week love you guys see you soon have yourselves an adventure the secret word is awesomeness